and welcome to the absolute 66th episode of the non-player character podcast a video game podcast with character i am your host npc and we're gonna go in chronological order here so what i've done here is i've gathered uh everybody's first system that they ever played on and uh we are going to tell you the generation you are going into uh and uh no surprise we're going to start with dan dan you have survived eight generations of video game consoles starting around the atari generation on your pc that Question means is, well i survived 2020 <laughs> <laughs> but that does mean you are going into your ninth generation with the xbox series x and the playstation 5 i hope you feel great about yourself Oh, yes. You know me. Always the uh, upbeat and super happy one of the podcasts. <laughs> uh, that uh, leaves me. I am going into my eighth generation, which means I have survived seven generations before me. Uh, I started on the NES. I didn't have a PC until much later where I played Doom, but I played Boogerman on the NES. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not happy that I counted this. Uh, it makes me feel old and tired. Katie is not here. She's on vacation visiting family, but she has survived six video game generations starting around the SNES uh, era. Uh, she said specifically not the SNES, but the Genesis, because she doesn't like or didn't like Nintendo. Uh, so that means she's going into her seventh generation, uh, and she was not happy when I texted her that. Leonard comes next because he started on the Game Boy, which I am calling the SNES generation, even though it sort of split the difference between the SNES and the NES. Uh, Leonard, you've survived six generations. Looking back, how do you feel? Um, well, I'm surprised the cop hasn't shot me yet, so. <laughs> All right. That's sad. Okay. Kent? Your last on the list, if we still had Noah, I think he'd, he'd probably beat you, but you've survived five console generations. That means you're going into your sixth console generation. Pick one of them that you have to forever and always uh, play on. You can never go back. You never go past it. PS2? Yeah. It's a good it's a huge library. It's a good one. Oh yeah. Play all those like movie video games. <laughs> oh the movie license titles. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like you the fifteen Harry play. Potter ones. I'm just gonna play, play B movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there was an Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so that is our sad and depressing look at the past ten generations of video games. Um or nine generations and the tenth one coming up. Uh, so now that that's out of the way, we're going to go around the horn and do what we always do. Talk about what we have been playing. I'm going to start because I, uh, got some switch, uh, digital games and I've been playing uh, golf story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people said that that was good, but it, I sort of, it just sort of like slipped lower and lower on the to-do list of my video game playing. Um, and I'm playing it. It's a lot of fun. It's great. It's got charm. It's, it's a golf game. So yeah, that's good. Uh, Kent, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I just finished up Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Um, and I've been playing Fall Guys here and there. Ah. 
uh, when I'm not getting disconnected. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, just been kind of random cleaning up house stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got back into Yakuza Zero because I want to uh, kind of go through the story again because I got time now. Yeah. We have <laughs> plenty well. of time now. Yeah. But that's about it. Okay. Are you liking Yakuza? You like the Yakuza series? I mean, oh, yeah. They're great. I mean, yeah. uh, you need to like like reading, uh, but the stories they tell are great. Like honestly, the side stories rival that of uh, Witcher Three, in my opinion, in terms wow. of like just like fun side stories or submissions, side quests, whatever you want to call them. Okay. Okay. Uh, highly recommend it. The fighting's really good. Um, it's one of those virtual tourism games that like it feels like you're. You're actually kind of encapsulated. Yeah. Another one would be like sleeping dogs, that type of thing. So it's cool when you can't leave your house to play something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Dan, you're up next. We didn't hear from you on the last episode. So I want to hear what you have been playing since then. (laughs) Since I'm not on your uh, driveway, I'll try not to yell. (laughs) Um, I've been playing a bit of The Last of Us 2. Uh-huh. But uh, I'll save that for another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you will. Uh, Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator. You're so old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I started picking up uh, Black Desert Online. On right. Ooh, how is that? It's actually pretty good. If you are looking for an MMO, it's pretty good. Is it very complicated? It is very complicated, and they do nothing to really help you. Um, but okay. the community is fantastic. I literally have not had anyone try and troll me. I've had multiple people like help me out in general chat. That's um, good. There's a lot of like little um, assists that they do in the game because a lot of people use use bots um, to like farm and grind and all of these things. Those are actually implemented in the game code that you can do while AFK. So you can watch a movie and play and do the stuff that you don't really need to like control like yeah i'm gonna be chopping a tree i, I don't need to hit the button for 20 minutes Do, so they kind of understand the mmo <laughs> right i was, I was gonna loop. say like doesn't that make it less of a game since <laughs> you could literally just turn it on and it plays itself well kind of you but it's what you do with it that's the idea of the oh. game like, yeah you can get wood but what do you do with the wood you have to balance it within the market do you actually grind up your own um crafting skills by actually doing it so it's very um, everything you do levels yourself up. So it's more of a matter of how you want to create your character and how you play the game when you actually are playing. Okay. Okay. I'm not sold on that idea yet. But, Wait till uh, you try it and you'll be like, well, okay, I could walk around town to raise my stamina for 30 hours or I could set up a, a bot and just have it walk around while I'm at work. <laughs> right? Like, enjoy the game cut out all the bullshit i i guess but it, i i don't have an argument against it necessarily because you can't you can't argue against it it just <laughs> fundamentally makes more sense okay I'll, I'll take your word for it I, okay and yes we will have a discussion about last of us yeah. Oh, I platinum that. You and oh I. Oh my had, god, dude! You are a crazy man. You and I, I had some words. You and I. <laughs> Who had hurts some words. you? Who hurts you? Ken? Hey, they added the a cheat mode. <laughs> they added a cheat mode, so I just like fuck it. So I just entered all the cheats and I got all the trophies. One hit kills with everything. 
hilarious. Wow, wow. that actually can sound kind of cool. Like all the AI. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nope. Nope. Not having oh, this discussion. I killed right everyone. Now. Like the, you know the the points where like you enter a building and like ten people enter. Yeah. So I had like an assault rifle. I killed everyone as they entered, <laughs> and there was like twenty bodies stacked up on each other. <laughs> and only two bullets on the fucking ground. Yeah, and they didn't know where I was like coming from. That does sound <laughs> the fun. Survivor was screaming to their dead <clears throat> comrades. Somebody's shooting at us. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> oh, all right, Leonard, you're up. What have you been playing? I have been playing a variety. And when I say a variety, I mean probably like three or four games and that's it. That's that's a lot considering how much we actually play games. Yeah. Um no surprise here. I played Fortnite. Uh, wow. I mean, I'm sorry. There's a tournament where they're literally making fun of Apple. I'm surprised you're not playing it. <laughs> Anyways. It's um, funny that they're making fun of Apple considering that they broke the rules. Yeah. The only a, reason that they think that they, you know, don't deserve to be punished is because they're epic, I guess. Pretty much. Yep. Well, also, they they also got kicked off the uh, Google Play Store, but they don't really mention, like... Oh, Google they did, kind of. At all. They kind of did, actually, <laughs> but they're just suing Apple because, you know, who's bigger? Technically, Android is, but that's fine. <laughs> right? Fair. <laughs> Technically, Google is bigger than Apple, too, but that's that fine. Is, that is fair. <laughs> that is very fair. Very true. Very fair. Um, all right, so you've been thing. playing Fortnite. Yes. What else? Um, yes, I've been playing Fortnite. Um, Love the inflection on that. <laughs> would you like me to say it better? Because, uh, you know, I need the practice. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Fortnite. Good. Good enunciation. <laughs> um, I see what you did there, Paul. Yep. Um, I also played a little bit of Apex Legends. Hey, did you now? And when I mean play a little bit, I literally played a little bit of the training and that was it. Oh, that's not. Well, you need uh, to play. Because I, I yeah. kind of want to play with friends, you know, and a certain friend was supposed to hit me up and hey, let me know when they're online. But, you know, they didn't. And I, I would, I'm not going to say any names. I would but, love to jump online and play a PlayStation game. The problem is it's 85 degrees in my house because we don't have AC. And uh, I don't want to turn on my PlayStation for fear it will melt. Uh. Well, my my only thing is there's a there's a thing that you could buy from the store. It's called a fan, and you just plug it in, turn it on, and you could face it towards the PlayStation. Or you can buy like an ice pack from the store. Exactly, and then just put and it, it on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It, it, the water's smart. leaking in, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, smart. You get two ice trays. Stick one in the refrigerator, one underneath your PS4, and then just switch them out. Exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't know why, I don't even know why I need ice. Just put the PlayStation inside the freezer, <laughs> exactly. and there we go. And then you can put the TV in there too, because there's some TVs that have are on fridges, so you know that'd work. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you can if, play Doom on the printer. You that's probably true. Play. Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, if 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 the listeners are wondering, because uh, we do have some overseas listeners, uh, it's it's uh, record highs on the west coast of California. Not to mention, we're literally on fire. <laughs> and we are literally on fire in like 300 different places uh, yeah, so on the state. Open your window. Yep. When Alicia Keys said, "This girl is on fire," she meant. California and she, she meant all of us. She did. 
I like Alicia girls. Keys. Not a lot of people like Alicia Keys, but I well, that's because like she sings flat. But that's a different story. You, I, uh, mm. Next thing I'm playing is uh, that I've been playing is uh, is uh, Fall Guys a little bit. Okay, um, you know, just enjoying it, like Kent said. Pretty much, you know, trying to enjoy it when you're not disconnected or there, not something stupid happens. There is some news about Fall Guys that I kind of can't wait to get to, but we'll 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 wait. Yeah. Um, their social media team is hilarious. That's all I'll say about that. But yeah. Uh, and then I recently something that I really got into that I think you guys are kind of be intrigued by. I kind of sort of played fighters again. Oh, yeah. And I, I played with uh, a friend. Master Roshi is coming up, right? I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. Master Roshi is in some sense breaking the like, I wouldn't say what well, I, I guess you could say physics of the game. Because uh-huh. uh, most people who play uh, on PlayStation, you know, the actual console that it's meant for, mm. uh, you use R2 to super dash, but uh, Roshi is not getting that. Interesting. So we don't know exactly what's going to replace is that. Because old? Um, no, it's just because he can't fly. Um, yeah. Um, sucks to be him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean... He's hella old. He's hella old. older. I mean, hella. Yeah, hella. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hella NorCal. Um, <laughs> well, that's uh, that's that, good. That's, that's good that uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is still going after all this time. Yeah, and how yeah. how long has it been? Like three years, a year, two years. I think it's two years, but yeah, I think it's two years. I remember playing the beta, Dan and I. I remember mm-hmm. playing that beta. I remember kicking Paul's ass. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh. Yes, you absolutely did. I can't wait. I you know I would love to see Dan and Paul fight in a fighting game. That'd be really fun. 2D fighters, he will win every single time. 3D fighters, it'll actually be a game. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Dragon Ball Z Universe, run it. <laughs> <laughs> I platinum Tekken 7. Did that was you? my oh, first God. Tekken why? game I played in a long time. Why do you, like, why are you hurting yourself, man? It like, was a fun Do you need platinum. a therapist? Do you it need a therapist? Fun. I feel like you need a therapist, man. Are you going to platinum Final Fantasy next? She's going from back oh, to Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. He was just like, damn it, how did you know? Seven remake? Yeah. Yeah, I, I will eventually. Okay. <laughs> we need we need an episode dedicated just to the uh blockbuster games that uh Dan and I hated. I think that, that would be an interesting episode. Like one v one episode. Boom. <laughs> it might be six hours long, yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to be talking about the news of the industry. And then after the news, we're going to take another break, shocker, and come back and talk about this generation and everything that it gave us as we bid farewell one last time to the PlayStation 3, 4, the PlayStation 4, and the (laughs) Xbox One uh, as we look into the future and hope for better things in the Xbox Series X or whatever it actually comes out being called and the PlayStation 5. So I hope you guys uh, come back after the break. Bye-bye. Booker Catch. Hi, my name is Booker DeWitt. You might know me from Bioshock Infinite, but today I'm here to talk to you about Unectol. Booker, Booker Catch. 
Thanks, Elizabeth. I have a pretty active lifestyle. Take it. This one here keeps me pretty busy. Booker! So when my doctor Booker, told catch. me about my Booker. severe rheumatoid arthritis due to repetitive Booker. catching of things thrown to me by my friend here... Here, you need this. I got concerned. Booker, catch! But then he told me about Unectol. <laughs> and now, I can catch anything this Spitfire can throw at me. Catch! Unectol is a non-habit-forming anti-inflammatory prescription-strength pill for sufferers of Booker. rheumatoid arthritis. Some side effects include dizziness upon standing, an inexplicable need to find meaning in the meaningless, hallucinations of cities in the sky or parallel universes, dissociative identity disorder or split Booker. personality, dry mouth, and headaches. Some patients experience some or all of the following. Booker. Coughing, itchy skin, sudden unexplained tattoos, the ability to shoot fire from their hands. The ability to control mechanical objects for a time. Auditory hallucinations of horses and constipation. Booker, catch! Unectol is not for everyone and should not be taken with any other medication or with alcohol. Catch it! If you experience any of these side effects, consult with your doctor immediately as these effects may become permanent. Ask your doctor about Unectol. Take it from me, Zachary Ka- I mean Booker DeWitt. Booker, catch! Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for news. Leonard, I hear you have just a couple of news stories for me from the world of Nintendo. Let me hear Yes, it. I do. I do have some news for you from the world of Nintendo. What kind of news is that again? One more time. It's uh, it's it starts with the N. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't end with an A. And if any white person says it, they should definitely sit down. Um, it ends with an O. Okay, okay. And it's uh, Neo news. Angelo. <laughs> Did you write a book? I quit. I'm going home. I'm going. I'm going to bed. That's the 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 boss from DMC One. <laughs> That's Virgil, baby. <laughs> Uh, All right, Leonard. What is it? Nintendo news. Thank you for the fade in. That was really good. All right. So, what kind of Nintendo news do we have? Uh, we have just literally rumors and possibilities. Ah, those are always good. Nah. And we are always right about everything that we report. So, Holy. what kind of rumors are we talking about? Well, uh, Technically, two rumors and one thing that's kind of actually factual. Okay. But um, so the first rumor is the Mario port, uh, the Mario port for uh, like the Mario collection. Right. Uh, no one is really know, like no one really knows at this point when it's going to happen, and people are really expecting uh, a Nintendo. Uh, a Nintendo workshop or something like that for YouTube again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like it's been so long. Uh, earlier yeah. It was supposed to be like, it was actually supposed to be this Friday, but um, didn't happen obviously. So we're just kind of twiddling our thumbs waiting for when <laughs> Nintendo says it's here. Yeah. That's usually what we do with, in regards to Nintendo. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like they're gonna definitely try to get some more action-packed stuff with their uh, Nintendo directs. I hope so because uh, right now their holiday is uh, literally non-existent. 
Yep. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. I so uh, I'd, I'd love to see them pull something out of their back pocket. Uh, how about, how about this is exactly what they'll do. I got it immediately. So they're going to put up the Metroid prime logo and then it'll flash white and it'll come back with Metroid prime pinball two. <laughs> now in development. <laughs> now in development. <laughs> development starting 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, all right. So that's the, the main rumor. What was the other one? The, so the other rumor is uh, there's supposedly people of the Legend Zelda fandom uh, are yes. saying that we're supposed to be getting a port um, from a past game. And from what most people are saying, and even Nintendo enthusiasts are saying, because I'd say at least with them, I trust them a bit more than any other person's sure. opinions. Yep, yep. They're saying Skyward Sword. Because that's one game that actually hasn't been ported. Right. It hasn't been ported, and there's a good reason for that. Yeah. uh, A lot of motion and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll just say this. It definitely makes sense because Skyward Sword was technically in in, uh, the timeline before Breath of the Wild. Right. It's the first game in the timeline, I think. Yeah. So I think... I mean, that's definitely a good move from them, but what I think they should do instead is put a little bit more resources in and do it like how they're doing with the Mario bundle, where you can get all your Mario games in one bundle, but you can also get your Legends of Zelda games in one bundle as well. That'd be smart. It would I mean, definitely because there, there's some like, games that they would not just they just would not put on there. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it it would be smart to get like uh, uh, Skyward Sword, Wind Waker, uh, Twilight Princess, and that's probably all. Yeah, they do. I mean, because they definitely did a remake for those two, and those yeah. two honestly, I feel like what you just slap another HD filter and say this time it's really HD. <laughs> it's HHD. It's HDD. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, there was also a small rumor. It, it, it's basically confirming the fact that it, the next Zelda game is going to be breath of the wild two. Yeah, actually. So well, one of the games, yeah, definitely breath of the wild two actually has to do with it. And I'm actually surprised you know that, but it's, uh, a France, uh, retailer, a French yeah. retailer, yeah. uh, put it on there that they're going to have a collectible edition. Right. So they, I don't think they had any dates at all from what I was trying to read. Uh, no, and but, I think they didn't have a price, but yeah. there was a listing in Italy for the PlayStation 5. If we're going to go off retailer uh, listings for a second, <laughs> uh, it uh, put it at, I think it was 600 or it was like 450 euros, which would have put it at about 500 uh, bucks for the uh, discless di- all digital version but that's again a foreign retailer that probably had no business putting it up because uh, they didn't know it's also a smart move to get attention to their retail stores oh, yes. especially oh, since yes. they're suffering right now because yeah. of everything yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah that, that was a smart idea they probably got slapped on the wrist by sony and said they're whoopsies Online, and then that's about it. In Italian. And this has been... (laughs) 
I hate. <laughs> I, I hate you guys so much. I, I don't even know why I'm here anymore. And I guess this ends Nintendo slash Sony news. So uh, uh, the, the, the new intro or outro, I guess. Well, one, one second before you do that, they did have a uh, nin, Nindies. Uh, is am I saying that right? Nindies. Yeah. Okay. They yes. had a they had a Nindies thing, and a couple of games on there actually looked. Uh, pretty good. I can't remember any of their names, but um, you know, at least they're they're going full hog on their indie development uh, uh, platform. Kind of, you know, making sure that they get their voice on on their eShop. Can, can I, I say nice. something? Yeah, go <clears throat> for it. Uh, I I am not. I am. I'm a pretty big fan of Nintendo, obviously, because I have this little segment and because Paul likes to use me because, you know, free money, free is free, right? Uh, but I will say this. Um, when it comes to playing, like, indies on the Switch and it's, like, new games and things, I was doing an experiment. I went through my iPhone app store I was just checking things out just because I like to look for some new games every once in a while. All right. Yeah. yeah and makes sense. I saw something interesting. I saw, I think it was like one of the games that uh, I had played. It was probably like, I think it was called T. Well, it's called TNH, but it's actually means like Ted and Howard or something like that. Sure. And so there's a subscription from Apple where pretty much if you pay like $5 a month, you get like these games made by companies for free. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. Um, you get to play them, you get to delete them, you know, if you like them or don't like them and such like that. Uh, Nintendo releases those same games, but for full price yep, on their right. switch store. Switch yep. tax. Switch oh. tax. And it's just like Square Enix doing the opposite thing and putting their games on the phone for full price. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still a thing. Um, but I'll definitely say, like, for Nintendo, it is a interesting move. Um, what I think they should do is instead of doing that, oh, every new game you get each month for their subscription is like a SNES or NES title. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you do a free indie for a month? It'd be, you know? be kind of nice. Uh, I mean, right now, uh, Nintendo is going on a uh, digital, uh, uh, it's sort of like a summer clearance thing for, for the digital games. Uh, and that's where I got like a golf story for like five bucks or something like that. Um, however, when I was going through that, I also saw uh, Mutant, that uh, turn-based strategy game that uh, I love. With the but, 144p HUD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, it's it's a terrible game on the Switch, and I know this because I already bought it for the Switch for like 10 bucks. However, they're selling it discounted for $35 on their digital store, uh, which I think is kind of, it's, it's funny and ridiculous. But uh, yeah, that's Nintendo for you. And now I'll do the yeah. intro, the outro. Yes, now you can do the outro, the new outro. Because now I have to do two outros because someone had to mention Sony. Mm, that's true. <sighs> Nintendo, bye-bye. And uh, I guess for Sony, just... 
so Japanese man screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just literally Naruto saying, believe it. <laughs> if I can find a good clip of Naruto saying, believe it, I'll, I'll drop that. No, 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 Paul, stay with me. What? Stay with me. Yeah. Naruto. That's exactly what I said. No, it is not. So we are going to move on from there and you. talk about uh, the one game that every other person on the planet is currently talking about, and that is Fall GTA Guys. GTA 5. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it's <laughs> Fall Guys. Uh, Dan, I know you absolutely love this game. It's probably your game of 2020, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not um, going to spread the hype of Fall Guys. <laughs> Do you like games that you get disconnected? Yeah. Do you like every games? five seconds? Do you like games where you lose if your internet just like isn't good or if our internet isn't good? Do you like playing games where hackers instantly just use it for no reason whatsoever and still lose but can win sometimes too? Do you like family friendly games that there is already a competition for? Anyway, no, I'm the one who's against it. Yeah, you guys are all the ones talking shit about it. <laughs> no, it's a shit game, man. Like, I, I, I don't like it. I liked it for about 20 minutes. And then I'm realizing, first of all, yes, the infrastructure is fucking atrocious. They should yeah. be ashamed of themselves. Um, and secondly, I don't, think, I don't think they expected it to be this big, but at the same time, it launched with the biggest marketing blitz I've seen like in a while. Right. Right? Like, it's it's insane. And it's Devolver Digital. Like, they have to have known at least it was going to be something. They're the AAA of the AA. They really are. They really, really are. I think the funniest part is still that Xbox users still don't have it. <laughs> a casual flex, but a flex nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, the game is broken in so many ways. Uh, some of their game modes in the game are just fucking garbage. Team games. Team games game. are so yeah, dumb. Like, uh, oh, it's it's really, really bad. And yeah, like the infrastructure makes it just an unplayable game. But despite all of the bullshit that this game uh, is giving to us, we are giving it a ridiculous amount of money and attention. And that attention is also being noticed uh, by some major companies around the world, uh, notably KFC offering like something around $15 million to put a uh, digital chicken uh, into Fall Guys that people That reminds buy. me of um, EA paying What's-His-Face a, a million to play Apex, but in a different way. Oh, uh, was it Ninja? Yeah, I think so. It was a Trout. I can't remember which one, but yeah, no. I think it was Ninja. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's crazy how much money is being thrown at these very elusive marketing Right, I mean, ideas. this uh, (laughs) video game industry, we've said it before, is the fastest growing uh, entertainment industry uh, ever, and it is reaching $10 billion uh, uh, annually uh, in profit which is insane. Uh, So this kind of stuff is going to keep happening over and over again, especially when we get into the next generation where integration I'm sure is on every corporate toad's mind. Uh, Just how to get uh, a little bit more pennies uh, from advertisers and sponsors of this, that, and the other thing. I won't be surprised if uh, Fall Guys 2 
uh, isn't sponsored by Fanta or something. I can see that. Dan, so now that you know that um, Fall Guys uh, is, is going to get all this attention from, um, you know, multi-million, multi-billion dollar corporations, uh, does that make you want to play it more? No. I mean, that's just going to be a fire and forget thing. Honestly, like the longevity of Fall Guys is so low, like compared to something like um, Fortnite that honestly, I think this game will be forgotten. It's just, well, it it's free on PS Plus, so you got all those people flocking to it. Yeah. I think it has more of an appeal than Fortnite because Fortnite's free for everybody. Yeah, but longevity. Like, I honestly, no, I, no, I, I agree. Must... I'm saying like that that huge gold rush right now. Yeah, the game. initial push. Oh it's yeah, yeah. During the gold rush yeah. is time for them to cash out. Yeah, but it's not going to be around for too long. Yeah, because yeah. I'm I'm sure they've profited tenfold by now. Uh, from we are during COVID, so development, I'm sure, for a lot of things is halted. So competition is going to be low. Yeah. So it'll be out for longer than it probably should be, but it's not going to be here. You know. And then comes out Fall Guys too. Right. <laughs> the falliest. It'll it'll be season one because right now it even says on which to me was the ballsiest move in this game. They put season zero uh, in the game. And, like, I don't think I've ever actually seen that in-game before. So they're the type of people that count zero as number one. Right, right, right. Well, first of all, yeah, they have enough balls to say that. And secondly, they have enough balls to be like, oh, don't worry. We'll be popular enough to make a season one and two and who knows how many. Like, I, I know that Fortnite didn't have on their UI a thing that said, hey, everyone, this is season zero. I know Apex didn't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, Call of Duty didn't. Uh, Fallout, or, uh, um, <laughs> we Fortnite did that so many times. Fallout boys. Fallout boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Fortnite just started with the uh, Save the World thing. They did not expect right. the Battle Royale to blow up. I still want to try that out, but it's not even, uh, they don't even support to be it. Free. Yeah. But yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, that's I, what they were like. That was the game back in what 2011. Do you guys remember when they first announced I, it? I do remember that, yeah. But yeah, ugh, physical copies of that game are going for like a couple hundred bucks now, <laughs> which is which is insane. Um, all right, so we are then going to slide over to America's favorite section of this entire podcast, and that is the buried the lead set. Leonard. <laughs> That's the buried the lead section. And this week it's all about Fortnite and Apple. Dan we like Fortnite. We like Fortnite. <laughs> Dan, can you please tell me what is going on? Why all the hubbub and the fuss? Well, money. You guys all. sound happy about it. So when you take money and you have people fighting money with money, people get mad. People are fighting with money. I think money would make a very ineffective melee weapon. Exactly. I mean, you, you could try. Not those I mean, coins. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. If you use coins, then it's different. Well, the roll like of dollar bill guns. You can make it hail in the club, you know? <laughs> dollar bill guns. All right, yeah. Oh, my true. God. All right. You turn right, me around. So basically what's happening is um, to have a game on the on the Apple Store, uh, any transaction that's handled through their microtransactions, purchases of the games, um, Apple takes a 30% cut of whatever 
uh, transactions happened. Right. So um, real quick, before you continue, uh, we won't be talking about whether or not that is a good practice. Um, we have our own opinions and I'm sure in the future, especially when all this Fortnite stuff blows over, we'll be talking about that, but just know it is just the truth that, um, Apple and actually Google play both take 30% of whatever, uh, in-game purchases, uh, also, uh, PlayStation and Xbox, PlayStation and X. So it's like an indus almost an industry standard. I know Nintendo's a little bit higher, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's almost an industry standard, but Dan continue. Yes. So, um, because, uh, Apple's taking this 30% cut, <coughs> um, Epic uh, reached out to them and said, Hey, uh, could we strike a deal to you know, lower our, um, the margins so that we could get a bigger cut basically. Um, because you gotta remember Epic also is in charge of the unreal engine. Um, yeah. so all games that are developed with the unreal engine, uh, as long as they're above a certain profit margin themselves, uh, Epic also takes a cut on that. So, it's, you know, the slice of the pie gets smaller and smaller. So yep. anyways, um, Apple said no. Um, and so uh, Epic basically installed a workaround store thing so that profit wouldn't go through uh, Apple. And immediately uh, Epic got shut down. And all of their contracts were basically terminated, but like flagged or something. I can't remember the term. Yeah, um, yeah. And so basically... Literally, I think the next day, if not within a few hours, um, like a massive legal document was already constructed, sent out, lawsuits are, you know, going on, um, videos basically talking about uh, Apple and their um, 1940, remember the video? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1940. Uh, 1984. 1984, thank you. Um, Thing. And so basically, they were prepared to, you know, start a legal battle right at the gate. Right, right. Pretty much where we are. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people, of course, are going to be on Epic's side here. Uh, and I understand that reaction. That's, that's definitely a, a gut reaction that I would have too. However, and I know I, I sound like someone my 15-year-old self would kick in the nards, but the rules are the rules and Epic is just, they broke the rules. Like you, you can't do that. You got to pay mommy and daddy, Apple and Google um, or else you don't get to play outside with others. And that's, that's what just are you talking about Paul. Uh, they did not use Apple's giant infrastructure to help launch the success of their game. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, 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 of course not. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, whether or not it's right that Apple, Google, Microsoft, and Sony, and actually Epic also, um, everybody takes money from the pie. That's how companies continue to survive. That's how production companies and engine developers, that's how all these people make their money. Um, and Steam does the same thing. Uh, and that's why Epic has to make their own Epic store so that they, I don't know, are in competition with Steam, even though Steam, they should have done that 15 years ago. Um, they didn't have the Fortnite money. I guess not. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough position for Epic to be in, and I understand why they're lashing out, and I understand why they want things to change. But this was a poor 
way to make things change because all Apple has to do is point to their, that line in the contract and be like, you signed this contract, bro. Like we said no to your deal. I'm sorry, but we didn't have to say yes to it. So money, please. (laughs) Right. Uh, To be said also though, that um, it's not unheard of for Apple to strike a deal. Um, I believe Apple and Google both struck a deal with Amazon for Prime Videos and Netflix, I believe. Right, right. I mean, yeah, the, these deals crop up all over the place, I'm sure. Um, and it, it's it's a quid pro, quick, quid pro quo for sure. But clearly Epic, their deal wasn't good enough. Uh, I imagine that it was just basically like a, hey, can you not take 30 and take... 20 instead yeah and apple was just like no and they're like well fuck you then <laughs> right and people who are like thinking oh well it's just 10 percent. we need to remember these are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars yes 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 uh and even more when we're talking about epic who barely pays uh their developers anything in the first place yep it's a weird line we're treading because they are potentially helping developers. Right. But this is such a grimy practice. It's like, you know, at what cost? Right. I mean, as, as soon as we climb this particular tree, we start seeing grimy, gross things happening the higher we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and although Epic has skirted the uh, current, uh, proliferation of stories like Rockstar had, like Naughty Dog had uh, about overworking people. I'm sure it's going on. There's just no whistleblowers currently who are telling anybody about it. And I hate hate to be that pessimistic, but we are talking about like the video game industry where 90% of the employees are contract workers. uh, And that in and of itself is a problem, but compound that with multi billions of dollars being made uh, annually from these places. And you get probably some shady business practices uh, internally as well. So we're going to stop the conversation there before we all get depressed and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking all about the final days of the ninth generation here and uh, or eighth generation here as we go into the ninth. It has been a wild ride and we hope that you come back and, and do a retrospective and, uh, and you know, maybe we can learn something about ourselves on the way. Are we a 1980s movie? Yep. Break. I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. Why don't we play a game? Sure. How about Call of Duty Modern Warfare? No, I always get called a squeaker. Fortnite? Nah, Fortnite's boring. How about Grand Theft Auto 5? Mom says I can't play that game. I got just the thing. Whoa! Need for Speed, the Yeet. This time, you can yeet your car across the whole world from just one drift. 
You can yeet through buildings. Bang into other cars. You can even go underwater. And coming this summer, you can get the DLC to go into outer space. Say again, please. Houston, we have a... The story is the best ever in Need for Speed history. Johnny, we have to go 100 miles in about 2.5 seconds to jump over that oddly placed train. How are we going to do it? And this time as a GameStop exclusive, you get the legendary Master Yeet with two Yeet spray paints and get Yeet Nitrous in the beginning of the game. Need for Speed, the Yeet. Yeah! Welcome back, everybody, and it's time for the topic. And the topic is as we enter the ninth generation of this, the video game consoles, we want to take a look back and see what the eighth generation brought us. Things like Battle Royale and VR are just a couple of the things that this one brought us, but there's so much more that we can look back on in fond remembrance or in painful memory. Some of the things we'd like to see carried on and maybe developed more, such as VR. Other things we'd like to see a lot less of, like Battle like Royale. What's that? Like VR. Like VR. Yeah, like VR. That's true. Uh, so we are going to kind of just take a random chunk of this list and uh, uh, just talk about it. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about a little bit uh, of um, region free. I think that that is a generally positive thing that has happened to uh, video games uh, in this generation. Uh, Kent, you brought this up. Why, why is that such a great thing? Uh, it's really cool, uh, especially for games that don't make it to like Western releases and stuff like that, uh, or people who are uh, like collectors and they want physical copies of games. Right. Sometimes only Peggy releases stuff. Sometimes only Zero from Japan. Uh, you get like these different um, types of games too that you probably normally wouldn't get. But it's on like the PS4, Xbox One, so you can still play them even though uh, it's not officially released in the U.S. And a lot of the games already have, uh, you know, like uh, translations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, usually these physical releases are already games you can buy on like the U.S. PS Store, but like you just can't buy one. I know uh, Ion Fury is one. Um, I believe is that one's only a Peggy rating. There's no ESRB version of it, uh, yeah, but it yeah. still plays the same, uh, same everything, especially how games are more so discs are just licenses now. They don't it's really true. play off the disc. <laughs> oh God, that's so true, man. <laughs> yeah, so it really doesn't matter anymore. I guess, but, I guess that's, that's something that this generation brought us mm -hmm. is uh, not really playing games off the disc anymore. <laughs> you, have, uh, you have install data, but that's about it. Yeah, also, uh, empty game cases. Yeah, oh. empty game case. Oh my god, man! <laughs> the death of the manual. <laughs> the death of the manual. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, region free uh, was so sort of something impossible 
uh, back in the day. Um, but now it's uh, it's great. I mean, we're getting games. Uh, this uh, uh, Monkey King game that's coming out of China that's blowing up YouTube and Twitter um, would not have happened if region free wasn't a thing. Uh, the exclusive first person shooter that I don't know the name of, but that was created by one guy and it's coming out uh, for the Xbox Series X exclusively. Um, that was made by uh, uh, one uh, one dude in China and that would not be happening without uh, region free. Uh, so yeah, region free is just an all around good thing. Um, let's talk about something that's also good and also would, would have been impossible in previous generations. Dan, I'll let you talk about this. It's cross play. Yes. The thing that we have been demanding forever for a uh, long time. Yep. Yes. Um, basically, I mean, if you don't know what cross play is, it's basically the ability to play against other people on different platforms, Xbox versus PlayStation, Xbox versus PC, PS4 versus PC, so forth. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, this is just a good thing. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've had uh, topics about this before, and uh, I think they've sort of addressed most of my concerns uh, that uh, I had with crossplay, the uh, obvious in first-person shooters, the the advantage that um, uh, PC players have over people with controllers, uh, and the flip opposite of that with sports games, where uh, sports games are basically not playable on PC uh, unless you have a controller, and controller is always going to beat uh, keyboard and mouse. When, when we're talking about sports games, but um, yeah, with, uh, Windows 10, I mean, most controllers aren't compatible. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, since they've uh, addressed most of those, those concerns that I had, I'm, I'm good with crossplay now, you know, I played Call of Duty uh, Warzone when it uh, was in what beta, I guess, or the demo version of it. Uh, and I was uh, dealing with crossplay and I had you know, I did just as badly as I would have if it wasn't in crossplay. So, uh, yeah, I'm good. Anybody else experiencing good or bad things from crossplay? Uh, playing Minecraft is pretty fun. I have a friend mm-hmm. uh, that his PS Plus expired a while ago, and he just didn't want to renew it. But we can still play in a P- PlayStation party. But he's playing on his PC while yeah. talking to us on PS4 and it works exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. I don't think there's anything negative that can come out of it except for like a couple of matchmaking things, but that's, you know, that's a big argument there. Right. Like I can't see um, competition uh, going right. to cross plat. Like that wouldn't quite make sense. Yeah. Can you imagine like if they added a new uh, counter strike and they have like a ranked mode and then you're playing PC people. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's all bad. Um, okay, so yeah, those are two good things that uh, came out of this generation that literally would have been impossible in previous generations. And I'm sure in the next generation, PS5, Xbox Series, um, these things will continue and grow in, in uh, uh, availability, popularity, uh, accessibility, all, all the things. Um, so... Since we started off so positively, let's let's go on to something a little bit negative. Uh, let's talk about uh, season tickets or battle passes. Uh, these are online 
passes or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, that basically gives you the ability to buy content later on down the road when it becomes available. It gets you a little bit of content, but mostly it's just like, congratulations, welcome to being able to spend more money. That was a terrible definition, Paul. (laughs) It's a pretty good definition, actually. Dan, you want to give me another shot at it? All right. So basically a season ticket or a season pass is basically a window of period where you are able to unlock exclusive content that you've paid for or purchased technically beforehand if you're willing to play during that period long enough to get the experience required to unlock those items. Yeah, okay, that's a little bit better. It's a really smart way for them to spend more money, but also force them to play the game more than they probably are comfortable with. Because <laughs> you got to get your money's worth, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I like spent, the biggest problem for me. I spent, uh, what, 14 bucks on uh, Apex Season 6? I have to play more Apex Season 6 or else I wasted my money. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this... This is a practice that we're seeing a lot in Battle Royale games, for sure, first-person shooters, for sure. Uh, but we're also seeing it in, uh, and we have been seeing it for a while, in like FIFA, uh, NBA 2K, uh, even Madden. Um, all the sports games are sort of uh, buying into this uh, season pass thing. And um, it's definitely not going away. Nope, it's the replaced the old season on. pass. Yeah, yeah, it did. Dan, what was that? It replaced the uh, old version of loot boxes, which yeah. are now going away. Yeah. So instead of having to do, um, you know, random loot boxes, you pay one flat fee and now you get a chance at getting things by playing. Right, right. And because loot boxes, uh, I, I, I would say that loot boxes also kind of came in this generation as well, but uh, it's also come under so much legal scrutiny, um, especially around the globe. Uh, that it's more it's safer for video game companies to just be like oh well no you're not you're not paying for loot boxes that's ridiculous and of course it's against the law because it's gambling it's 100% gambling no we wouldn't do that what we're doing is un- giving you the opportunity to unlock it later on by giving us money yep yeah very smart um and gross and i hate it but it's not going away so we're going to have to get used to it. Um, on that same line is microtransactions. Uh, these kind of came around in this, uh, generation. Um, Dan and I had a, a little bit of a discussion, a little bit of a back and forth about whether or not horse armor constituted, uh, microtransactions, but I will say that no horse armor was DLC. I'm not saying it's good DLC. It's bad DLC, but it was still DLC. And there's a major difference between DLC and microtransactions. The only difference is the infrastructure. You're not purchasing directly through the game, but you were purchasing a microtransaction. Well, I don't think $10 for horse armor is very micro, but that's hey. just me. And also I see... I don't know if you're that- one of the Elder Scroll whales, okay? And, uh, <laughs> I see microtransactions as like a recurring thing too. Like a uh, horse armor, you buy it once. That's it. But right. like stuff like this, it's like, oh, 
have like V bucks so you can buy an outfit. But remember, we have new outfits every day, every week, whatever. Yeah. So you're going to constantly want to keep buying it. That's why if you look on the PlayStation Store, whenever you buy DLC, it says purchased. But whenever you buy microtransactions or currency, it never says purchased because it wants you to keep buying it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Microtransactions are definitely not going away. Uh, Leonard, I know that you deal with a lot of microtransactions because you play mobile games um, and you play Fortnite and you play Dragon Ball Fighters uh, and you, uh, well, it's just mostly Fortnite. So how do you feel about microtransactions? This is my time to shine. (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you how I feel about it. I hate it and love it. Ooh, okay. I love it because, you know, there's some things that are actually helpful. To give you an example, um, there is uh, these things in Dokkan, Dragon Ball Dokkan, called Hidden Potential Orbs. Pretty much you can 100% your character. Um, But you need these orbs so that you can actually... Uh, power them up in a sense. Like if you get them to the capacity level, cool, but you have to have these orbs to level it up. And let's just say you don't have enough orbs and you just unlock the last path for it. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? You're either going to wait like a couple days for that event and then possibly get (laughs) some of the orbs, which won't be enough, sadly, Uh or you're going to buy, you're going to buy it and spend 20 bucks. And you'll have all the orbs you need. Wouldn't wouldn't you then say that it is it is inherently the game designer's idea uh, to make it make sense for microtransactions? Like they went out of their way, it seems, to make it so that you have to buy things or wait on a ridiculous amount of time. See, but that's the thing. You're using the wrong terminology. Okay. Have to versus wanting to. Mm. Because Bandai Namco or Bandai Namco, uh, they will say, this game is free to play, but it has paying options. Right. It's a good way to get around some legal trouble too, especially when you're talking about... uh, you know, uh, the Apple store or the uh, Google play. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. it just shows you right there. And like how uh, Dan said as well, I believe it was Dan who said that, uh, or actually it was Kent, I think who said like, Oh yeah, you can buy the V bucks, but then it never says like, Oh, like bought or sold. Yeah. Completed. Yeah. Good job. Just, Thank you just, for your money. We'll never ask you again. Yeah. It just, well, I mean, PlayStation will say thank you, but uh, it'll just be like, oh, well, I can spend more if I want to, and more, and more, <laughs> and more, and yeah. way more. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's getting to the point where microtransactions are one of the only ways uh, that video game companies are making money. Um, I mean, yeah, we mentioned the season passes, we mentioned DLC, uh, but microtransactions, these these nickels and dimes that they're taking from us, that is where um, video game companies make their money. Uh, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is a perfect example. Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, they make almost $100,000 a week on microtransactions. I don't know if that number is still true, but uh, that was true last year. And uh, that is 
absolutely ridiculous considering that these are digital cars that people are buying and then they just get stolen and that's it. And then they're gone. There you go. All that money gone. (laughs) So let's move on to something a little more positive since we've been uh, down on last generation and uh, specifically talk about game pass and cloud gaming. I kind of wanted to bundle these together because their idea is uh, sort of the same. Uh, Game Pass being around for a little while, uh, PlayStation had PlayStation Now uh, during PlayStation 3, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And the only difference now is that uh, with Xbox's Game Pass, the entire library is opened uh, for consumption which is fantastic. And uh, day one downloads uh, for Game Pass and even some rumored games that um, are coming exclusively to the digital marketplace first for like a week or something and then hitting store shelves. Um, This kind of thing is, uh, it's going to change the market. That's for sure. Dan, do you have any uh, experience with Game Pass? Yeah, I actually have it on my PC. So I'm playing uh, some. Ah, you're old. Do you like it? Are you enjoying it? What's up? Uh, Flight Sim or Game Pass? Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great concept. Um, just it's it's an interesting thing because I'm not entirely sure how the profit margins work on it because it is one of those things where <clears throat> it's relatively inexpensive. I think it's right now sign up for a dollar and then it switches up to five dollars a month. Yeah, it's um, cheap as dirt. Yeah, and with new titles being brought on it, um, yeah. how exactly are the developers themselves, you know, getting paid from it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, interesting I, I, thing. I'm interested to find out what that does um, to the development side. Like, Epic is complaining about Apple, um, but what happens when Epic starts complaining about Microsoft and their Game Pass or PlayStation and PlayStation Now? Uh, like that's, that's when some serious, uh, legal things are going to be happening. And I'm interested to find out what happens with that. And we will, we will for sure, um, learn more about that in the next generation. I mean, PlayStation hasn't said directly that, yes, we will have a PlayStation now for the PlayStation five, but we all know it's going to happen. We just don't know how, uh, integrated and how deep the system is going to be. Um, but on the Game Pass um, uh, tree is, uh, I think it's called xCloud, yeah. Uh, some of the games on Game Pass uh, allow you to do xCloud, which is Microsoft's version of cloud gaming. Um, do you have any experience with that, Dan? No, I haven't used that one yet. Okay. Um, I haven't either, but uh, this is... Uh, this is cloud gaming. Like this is what we were talking about at the beginning of this generation where what Stadia is, or yeah, was? <laughs> what Stadia is, was, or will be. Uh, yeah. We're not sure what state Stadia is in. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's cloud gaming. Uh, Kent, can you, can you break down cloud gaming for me? So it's almost like uh, the same way you watch somebody live stream, they're playing a game, except in layman's terms, you're actually playing the game yourself. Instead of streaming a video, it's streaming the game. Uh, The game is being hosted on 
whoever's servers, the Sony's, Google's, whatever, Amazon. Um, Amazon. So basically they're having the games be streamed to you. Um, and some have different little tidbits like PlayStation. Now you can download the game. So it's almost like a rental service, like Gamefly in a sense. Um, but usually they try and send, you know, give you incentive to do it and with like exclusive content and whatnot um, on the Stadia packages. It's technically considered like Stadia, a different console rather than just like um, PlayStation or uh, Switch. Um, and it's kind of, it's different than PC because you're not actually owning the game. Uh, you don't have the license to own it. You're just yeah. streaming it. So once either your subscription is over or for like Game Pass where they give you an access to the game, once that's done, then you can no longer have the game. You have to actually go and buy it. Yeah. So If it's even available at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, so I can see cloud gaming becoming something real and better uh, in this upcoming generation. Uh, but the the simple fact is we don't have the bandwidth for the games that are coming out because uh, right now on um, Xbox Game Cloud X X Cloud whatever uh, the games that they are streaming aren't the big AAA massively produced games. These are the indie games. These are the big indie games uh, that the indie darlings and things like that. Um, that they're offering this service to. And that's because we just don't have the bandwidth for 4K, uh, 60 frames a second uh, uptime. It's, it's, just not, it's just not possible. Especially that's if, another thing. What's that? That like if you don't have a good internet connection, uh, then the game, you can stream it at a lower resolution, lower frame rate, uh, worse graphics stuff like that. So on the server side, it's a little bit quicker. Think of like streaming a video at like 1080p compared to like 420 or whatever. To 280 or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or 20 blaze it. 20 blaze it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a complicated topic that we have talked about on this podcast before you can go back and download that episode and all the other episodes we've ever discussed video games on. Um, but it's something that we're seeing the infancy of. Uh, Dan, do you think this is going anywhere? Do you, do you think that this is the future? Or, and if you do, when is it? When is this happening? Um, not for a very long time. I mean, so it's going to be a bubble thing. Uh, if we look at the world as a whole, um, most people don't realize how bad um, the online infrastructure is yeah. internationally. Um, yeah. They don't even know how bad it is in their own backyard. Exactly. Like in in the States here, we have shit internet compared to 90% or 90% of the developed world. Like Canada and uh, the UK have amazing internet uh, compared to us. Yeah. um, And and one thing that might actually be a global game changer is, um, I'm trying to remember what the hell it's called, but Elon Musk's uh, internet thing he was talking about. Oh, no, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, the Cybertruck, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> the PS1 Starling. vehicle. Starling, named after that terrible game. Right. Um, yeah, but basically internet for everybody, that's free. Um, yeah. So it's, 
with the ability for everybody to kind of go through a 5G internet in a sense, yeah. that might solve the, uh, solve the problem. But we're not there yet. We right. are at least five to 10 years for that to be viable in metropolis areas. Yeah. I mean, considering that Google is the people who are backing Stadia and Google owns the internet, they also own fiber optic um, operating systems for uh, ISPs rather um, for internet. And even at the best internet quality that Google can offer, their own platform Stadia doesn't always perform at peak performance or advertised performance. And that's, that's a huge problem. And considering that like this, this is current gen video games we're talking about. This is uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey that we're talking about. We're not talking about uh, Crisis 4 or, you know, whatever the next benchmark is going to be. And that will undoubtedly require more bandwidth, uh, more just raw compute power on, on their side. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a good dream. But I, I think like fusion power, it will be five years away for the next 400 years. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like the electric automobile, right? Like it's getting here. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Solid state batteries, man. It's the future. I can't wait. Uh, all right. So we are going to move on from that. Actually, we're going to sort of uh, pivot sideways uh, to um, uh, all digital consoles. Uh, specifically the only all, all digital console currently available, which is the uh, Xbox One S all digital or Xbox sad. Um, it is the only one on the market that is all digital and it didn't sell as well as they had hoped. I'm sure uh, mostly because the retailers realized, Oh wait, we can't sell them games either. I don't really want to advertise this then. And so they didn't. Um, but, uh, do you see this and, and you know, PlayStation, uh, five, uh, has guaranteed us an all digital version of their, their system. Um, it's all but confirmed that, uh, uh, Xbox is going to be following suit. Um, is this, is this a thing guys, uh, Leonard, are you buying the all digital version of the PlayStation five? Uh, very good question. My answer is only if it's cheaper, if it's not cheaper then I'm out. Oh, well, okay. Oh yeah, it, it will be. That's that's usually the draw for the all digital version. Um, and that is the hell to the yes. Okay, all right. That's that's an enthusiastic yes, Kent. Are you going to be getting the all digital version of the PlayStation Five? Uh, nah, <laughs> I don't think I would. Why is that? Mainly two things. Um, two kind of minor things. This is more personal preference. Uh, A. If I do ever want to get pre-owned games or secondhand or even have like a physical collection, that is impossible. Right. Um, and B, uh, the other thing is, I it's kind of like a infu- like I don't know inferi- inferiority in I can't even speak right now. Totally fine. Uh, Are you so mad? Is that what you're trying to say? Huh? Infuriating? No inferiority complex there it is okay there we go um (laughs) (laughs) i've been ingesting smoke all day so (laughs) i'm a bit winded um 
but you know, when a new console comes around, I kind of really don't want to get the not big version, like the main one. Right. You know what I mean? Like you see on the advertising, just the PS five with the disc drive. And then like, you always see like also the PS five, all digital edition. So like, I don't want to get the one that's not like the, flagship right. yeah. yeah yeah you know i don't want to do that because then <laughs> like if i'm going to spend that much might as well just do a little bit more that would be convenient and also the one they're actually advertising yeah and uh more often than not they're going to be working on that edition probably longer or that was the original one so may have less issues with it i know like not having a hard drive means like your hard drive you know you don't have to worry about going out but yeah. like you know if there, if that was the original idea, and then the all digital was like a branch of the original idea, I just go with the original. Like I don't want to tamper with that, you know. Right, right. Uh, Dan, do you see this continuing uh, in perpetuity as all the consoles in the future come out? Yes. Um, well, a lot of it's going <laughs> to oddly depend on COVID, um, with the number of uh, retailers being shut down or moving online. I think this is the proper time for Microsoft and Sony to capitalize on it and push their, their own personal ecosystems and the digital market, which more people are going to become more comfortable with because everyone's forced to be home. Yeah. Um, So honestly, before this, that would have been like, it's going to be a slow drawn out process and the cheaper ones will obviously sell well, but parents will eventually learn from black Fridays that, they cannot get sales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they'll be stuck to PlayStation or uh, Microsoft's uh, marketplace. Yeah. Uh, and so that's going to be a learning experience for, for most people. But now that everyone is stuck at home and Black Friday's maybe canceled in a sense or <laughs> Thank God. online. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the it's, time for it to grasp the market. Right. Yeah, Black Friday will definitely be moving mostly online, but um, there will be companies for sure open Thanksgiving more or Thanksgiving evening, uh, ready for that twenty-four hour sale. Oh um, yeah, but I mean, it's also a time for Sony and Microsoft to push their yeah digital only you know marketplace sales, Black Friday sales. Yeah, especially yeah. if they have like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, PS2 classics, PS3, whatever, like emulations of previous generations that you can't get physically, that's a good incentive if you don't want a digital or if you don't want a hard drive, you know? Yeah. Like, look at all these games you can get on the store that you can't get physically. So why would you get the physical or the hard drive version? Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to do something considering that uh, the launch titles for both systems um, aren't the greatest lineup in the world. I mean, PlayStation has, they basically have Spider-Man and that's it. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Uh, yeah Clank, maybe okay. Demon Souls. Uh, there's going to be a Astro Boy or Astro Bot game. That's, that's on the console, right? Oh, that's, that's on like- the, yeah, yeah, no, that's free. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, Microsoft had Halo until they just recently delayed that till 2021. Yeah. Uh, but now they, they don't really have much, yeah. um, but I'm sure on the digital marketplace, they're going to have a bunch of indie stuff. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's an interesting thing that we will probably be 
we we won't be talking about it a lot because uh, there either is or isn't a digital version of the of the games. I yeah, I have of- a friend. Oh, sorry, you can go. Uh, no, yeah, please go. I have a friend that literally has one physical game, and that was The Last of Us remastered because that's what the PS4 came yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, for those people, why get a hard drive version if you can even save fifty, sixty dollars? That's a game right there. Yeah. So you know, for those people, I don't think it's a bad idea having it. No. No. But I, I mean, I'm I'm one hundred percent with you, Kent. Like, I wanna I wanna be the cool kid on the block and have the yeah. cool version of of the system. Um, so yeah, especially Blu-ray, I forgot to talk yeah. about that. So. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Blu-ray. Uh, but then again, those are going out. So I don't even, yeah, know. well, I have my own collection, so there you go. <laughs> it's a there personal you go. preference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're going to talk about some more like slightly esoteric things, uh, that, uh, Kent brought up actually. Um, we're going to talk about limited run games, the LP of, uh, video games, uh Kent, what the hell are you talking about? So there's a third party, like a middleman basically, uh, that is a company that loves collectors and collectors love them because basically they give games that are already out, so don't think they publish new games that haven't been out yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless it's like a in-house game, which I don't know if they've done. But anyway, um, It's games that have been on the store for probably a while or at least just a little while. And they sell the game on a physical uh, medium. So say you got like this cool new double A game. It can even be some like pretty well off like Devolver Digital Games um, that they will give you a physical version. And usually there's a standard edition that's just the game. Um, Or there's one that is... um, like a collector's edition it comes with extra goodies that you would normally see in a triple a release yeah uh, so it's pretty cool to get some games especially if they're re-releases we've been seeing a ton of hd ports and remasters so if you want to play like jedi academy but have a physical case for it for the ps4 uh go ahead and hit up you know limited run games yeah yeah no it's uh it's a really cool service that uh, these publishers i guess are um are offering some some really high quality games that never got a physical release or uh, only came out on certain systems. Um, this kind of thing is is new to this uh, generation, and I think that's the same reason why we get a lot of uh, remakes and uh, uh, HD collections and things like that. Um, it's tugging on those nostalgia strings. Uh, that we all have for the games that we used to play. Um, But the limited run games are tugging on a string that's like, hey, remember that game your friend recommended you buy six years ago and you didn't and then you couldn't find it? Well, here it is. And have a little keychain on us. And that is a really cool idea. Uh, Do you think that that's going to continue? Oh, I definitely think it will, especially uh, that we're going to be seeing a lot more games just doing digital releases, especially like Dan said, because of the age we're in right now, you're not going to have a lot of in-store purchases. So having it, oh, I forgot to mention, they ship it to you, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they're the middleman. You don't go through GameStop. You don't go through game. You don't go through whatever. Right. Um, 
Weirdly enough, though, Best Buy has this some like deal with them, and sometimes Best Buy carries in stock what lim- limited run games does, especially with Switch stuff. Uh, like I saw Turok one and two physically oh, over shit. there. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> yeah. Fucking love that game. Yeah, so it was pretty cool to see. Like, whoa! And they also do old games. Um, like they did Shantae. Uh, they did yeah. a Game Boy uh, Game Boy Color release, physical. So even <laughs> if there's not a lot of PS5 games coming out, they have a lot of stuff they can pull through. Right, right, right. Um, so that's that's for the limited run games. Uh, Dan, talk to me about the remakes, the sort of flip opposite, uh, the the other side of this particular coin. Um, remakes, remasters, HD collections, things like that. Well, I mean, there's nothing cheaper than rehashing old product. That's true. That's true. Um, and we are in an era where a lot of we're missing a lot of new IPs. And that mm. you know, if you look at Nintendo, it's they write the same IPs that they've been writing for like the last twenty years. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft's been doing the same. PlayStation's slowly adding new ones, um, but even then, like we're seeing the you know the end of Uncharted the end of a lot of flagship franchises and it just took God of War to be booted for, you know, some older franchises to get pulled back up. Yeah. So what do you do in the meantime is you find something that's a little bit older and something that people want, like, you know, Mass Effect. Oh, it's funny um, that you mentioned Mass Effect. Very specific thing that you would mention. Yeah, this is weird. It's you know, yeah. off the top of my head as yeah. if it was relevant for some reason. <laughs> Um, and it's the easiest way to make money off of it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming, um, that you think that they're going to continue this practice. Oh, easily. I mean, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Right. Right. Why wouldn't they? And in some instances, uh, I, I am glad that they do this. Because uh, some of the games that are getting remastered HD collections, et cetera, et cetera, they're getting harder and harder to find. Um, some are just not playable on certain systems anymore. Um, I wish that they would do it for certain games and not do it for others, but that makes me sound like a fanboy, so I keep my feelings to myself. I mean, I mean looking at the, the next gen that's coming up, like we can't not um, expect there to be 4K 60 frames per second versions of whatever. Right. No, it's, that's true. It's true. Uh, okay, so um, we sort of touched on games as a service, and we've had other podcasts about games as a service, so uh, I'm going to skip that one, but I want to finish the podcast on the two technologies, uh, the two major technologies that came out of this generation, one being ray tracing, which we're seeing a lot more of in PC versus the actual uh, game consoles, um, and the other one being VR, which uh, both consoles and PC are sort of sh- uh, sharing. I want to talk real quick about ray tracing because it's uh, it's easier uh, to talk about. It's basically a very fancy version of uh, doing reflections in uh, games, uh, reflections off of light sources and metal and water and all sorts of things. Uh, it's very taxing on the graphics card and the CPU of whatever it is you're running, uh, but it makes your game pop like never before. Um, in such a realistic way, it makes windows look incredible. I've never seen a window in a video game look better than it does with ray tracing. And I know that that sounds like really dumb, but just think about how many windows you see in any given 
uh, video game and, and you'll understand that it's, it's actually a pretty big uh, thing. And Kent, you were telling me uh, about Crisis. What about this? Yeah, so as far as like my general knowledge, uh, it, Crisis Remastered will be the first PS4 Pro only game to have ray tracing in its oceans, I believe. So yeah. I think that's the first time we're seeing that on this old current gen, whatever you want to call it. Right. So uh, it's kind of interesting to see, fitting that it's Crisis. You know, that would yeah, be the no, that is, that is first and probably last time we'll be seeing it. So yeah. Are you trying to say that the Switch version is not going to have ray tracing? <laughs> no, considering it released like two months early <laughs> compared to everything else. <laughs> hey, they could have a day. They could have a download. They could have DLC, man, or, or a, yeah. a patch up. You, up you have to tape a Switch light on the back of your DS to get ray tracing. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, ray tracing is going to be the future of uh, lighting engines uh, in the future. And I know that that sounded probably like the nerdiest thing we've said in the entire episode, which is surprising. Um, but it, it is huge. It is, it is a game changer uh, when it comes to lighting up a scene uh, in a video game. Now, I want to finish this off by talking about probably the biggest thing to come out of this uh, generation that doesn't have to do a lot with money. Uh, it's it's on the gamers side of it, and that's VR. Um, VR was the um, sort of the future. Uh, when we look back uh, and and look at old uh, videos of what uh, you know the year two thousand one uh, will look like, we will all be in VR arcades. Um, just you know, I don't know racing cars in vr touching boobs shooting <laughs> in vr you know it, i kind of just picture us all sitting in our own little wally chairs with yeah VR. right yeah yeah that, that's what 2001 was supposed to be and instead we just got a bad president so um <laughs> so vr uh dan you're the only person i know uh that has a vr and I know you use it every single day, don't you? I'm actually just wearing it right now for fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not turned on. I just I just want to wear it. It's a fashion accessory. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm watching Alicia Keys. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a good callback, by the way. So um, VR, Dan, what uh, what happened? What's going on? What's why? What's going on? <laughs> why? Just why? Just why? <laughs> why? VR, I mean, why? Well, VR has been the tech that we've been striving for for pretty much ever. Yeah. Um, if you remember some of the original arcade games, there are so many like faux 3D looking things that we've always been trying to, to get to. Yeah. VR is finally on um, the precipice. Like we, we finally see the, the baby stages of it, with the tech being plausible. Um, so, I mean, honestly, it, it is here to stay as far as I can tell. It's just going to be how long till it becomes, um, competitive with TVs or monitors. I was going to say good, but competitive is, is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're good, but they're just going to get better. And that's the thing is the problem right now is, you know, it's much like sticking your head in front of a TV a few inches. Yeah. You're going to see the pixels and all that. But as we get 4K, 8K, 
um, pixel density is going to be so much smaller that realistically, those vi- those images are going to become a lot cleaner. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, VR is here to stay on some levels, but it's uh, market saturation is going to be. It's going to take a long time for people to adopt it, because uh, um, the reason why we're bringing this up. Uh, some listeners, especially like the the really nerdy ones out there, are like, "Well, technically, VR is a PC accessory, and and PCs don't have generations. It's one of the benefits of owning and upgrading PCs is they don't have generations." But PlayStation made VR a household possibility. Yes. Um, it's it's a cheaper version of whatever you're going to get on your uh, PC. But um, the price difference is uh, an ocean. Um, I wouldn't say that the software has caught up on the PlayStation side versus the PC side. But, um, you know, if you're trying to get into VR and see where VR was and can be, um, definitely get it on PlayStation. It's, it's cheaper, easier. Um, yeah. And it probably won't have you use a Connect. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. That was a swing and a miss. You know, we right. didn't even talk about uh, Connect. Well, technically, Connect was previous generation. Yeah, yeah. So. Going back even further, look at Virtual Boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just red and black. <laughs> yeah, Kent, I'm glad you brought up Virtual Boy. I mean, that and was... And then uh, we also the other one, the other Nintendo one, the Switch. Oh, VR. yeah, the cardboard. No, not cardboard, because that's Samsung. Um what labo yeah labo yeah yeah, well, technically yeah it was cardboard but it was made out of cardboard but samsung had a vr thing called cardboard yes um no it was they, google 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 yes google cardboard yeah all right that's good <laughs> that's literally what it was called google cardboard <laughs> why would you do that what marketing asshole was like cardboard? It's a good name. Trust me. Because they're Google. They can literally sell anything. They sold Google Glass. They did. They did. All right. Well, that's going to be uh, it for this podcast episode and the entire uh, generation uh, that we are currently in. Uh, with this podcast episode going up on Tuesday, um, that's it. That's the end of the generation. Um, we, yeah, we are sending it off. So yes. it's, it's a pretty big job, but I think we did a pretty, pretty good job, uh, you know, as a send off. Yeah. You're welcome, Sony. Yeah. You're welcome, <laughs> Sony. Welcome, Microsoft. Uh, our checks should be in the mail, um, to, uh, to receive those. Can't wait. Uh, so, uh, I just want to say you, everybody here who is listening, you could definitely go on to uh, iTunes and rate our podcast. That's how other people find our podcast. And, and it really helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, you can find uh, this podcast and all the other podcasts that Silver Tongue puts up on silvertongueaudio.org, uh, Midnight in the Bay, uh, every single Monday, uh, Dazed and Disturbed every other Thursday. And uh, I think, Dan, Dan, I'm pretty sure the NPC yeah. Adventures are coming back. Ooh. It's been a long time, but I think they're coming back. Leonard, I know you wanted to say something. Yeah, definitely. Um, so big shout out to Dragon Ball Super Dope because I'm on there every month. Uh, we do the anime readings for Dragon Ball Super's Moro arc, and uh, it's getting pretty interesting and pretty confusing all at the same time. As Dragon Ball does. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, we're probably going to have more uh, more collabs in the future. 
I hope so. Those guys were great. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's uh, only a few episodes back. You should definitely, definitely give that a listen. I was on that podcast uh, and I shouldn't have been because I know nothing about anime <laughs> or, uh, you know, manga. Is that it? Manga? He doesn't even know how to say Sasuke correctly. Sasuke? Sales anyway, guy. Th- <laughs> sales guy. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, Kent. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Leonard. And uh, Katie, we will see you on the next episode. And as for everybody else, I will say what I say at the end of every podcast episode. Until next game, everybody. Until next game. My name is Danny de los Monstros. I'd like to invite you to a brand new podcast that I like to call Dazed and Disturbed. Can we panic now? There, my friends and I will talk about a range of topics from sick and disgusting to fun and amusing. All this while participating in... uh... (sighs) If you catch my drift... You can find the podcast at www.silvertongueaudio.org or wherever podcasts are being casted out these days. I hope to see you there. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to lie down. Bye!